Hello and welcome to Efficiency Rocks, a podcast for anyone looking to make their home more organized, increase their self-sufficiency, save money, and still have energy for the things you love. I'm your host, Roxanne. I work a full-time job, and just like you, I want to enjoy a well-kept home, engage social life, and focus on my health and wellness. So I'm bringing you what I've learned, and I'm still learning, to help all of us keep life flowing and efficient. Let's get started. So way back in our first episode, I talked about how to maintain your vacuum so that basically it lives longer and it works better. I'm here with another vacuum-based episode because I believe it is a greatly underutilized cleaning tool. I might have a mild to moderate obsession with my vacuum, and I'm okay with that. But uh, I really do think that there are ways that you can use your vacuum to help you clean the house that aren't being prioritized. Mainly, these involve all of those attachments that come with your vacuum that are like attached to it or are sitting in a pile in a closet somewhere. Those attachments actually do serve a really great purpose and the majority of the list that I have for you here involve those. So without further ado, I'm actually going to start with using your vacuum to clean your bathroom, including the shower or the bathtub. Now that might sound a little bit weird, but you might be surprised at how much lint and like fuzzies and just dust in general gather along the lip of your bathtub, both inside of it and directly outside of it. You might be surprised because you might not notice it. And one of the reasons you might not notice it is that every time you hop in there, you've already turned the water on and it's wet and now it's harder to see. But if you let your shower completely dry out and then you take a look, you might notice some of these corners, especially the corner that faces the rest of the room, right? That's where the dust is coming in from. You are likely going to notice some buildup there. And, you know, we could wipe it away, but sometimes we're not using the greatest, uh, like, towel to actually pick up the stuff you wipe, and all you've done is push it into a corner. So this is why I say the vacuum is a great tool because you're actually pulling it out of there. You're not just pushing it to one side or the other. Vacuum, or I'm sorry, bathrooms, of course, are generally kind of small. So you might be able to vacuum the largest bare floor using just your regular vacuum, but then you're going to want to switch to your attachments and use those attachments to get into the corners. And you have to, or you're going to want to do this before you do any of that disinfecting and wipe down. Don't overthink it. Don't gross yourself out. But if you spray your whole bathroom with your disinfectant and then you go wiping it again with the cloth, again, you're likely going to just be pushing a lot of that hair and dust into certain corners of your counter or of your floor and you're never going to get to them. So vacuum first before you go to like scrub and disinfect. Underneath your vanity, if your vanity has an underneath, right? A lot of folks' vanities go straight to the floor and then it's like sealed from there, but there's often a lip as well. Uh, Dust just loves it right in that little nook. 
So make sure that you are using those attachments to get around there and behind the toilet and along the, you know, where the floor and the toilet meet. All of those spots are just kind of magnets for dust and using your vacuum to pull them away, followed by your disinfecting and your scrubbing is going to make that effort much more worthwhile. I also have a confession to make, and that is that I hate dusting. I don't like doing it. It just kicks up more dust. Uh, microfiber towels are great. I do use them. I do not enjoy dusting. And anytime I can use my vacuum to do the dusting for me, I definitely will. So windowsills. I, every couple of months, just go bananas on the windowsills using the vacuum attachments. And it does a great job. It really does. It's just gone. And you can actually kind of really get into those nooks. And like so many things, once you kind of get over the initial backlog that you might have, um, and you get to where you're doing this regularly, it takes less time, not only because you're better at it, but because you actually have less to do because you've been doing it with more frequency and it hasn't had as much time to build up. So windowsills are a wonderful, wonderful thing that you can tackle using your vacuum attachments. Related are your blinds and your drapes. This is one that we often don't think of as collecting dust, but they definitely do. Um, even, even the vertical, um, you know, like those nice wooden blinds that are vertical, they, they still collect dust. Dust still attaches to them. And every now and then, if somebody were to give them a good shake or something like that, a whole bunch of dust is going to come out. We also don't often think about our drapes as collecting dust because we don't, we don't move them that much, right? We don't give them a, sh a vigorous shake every time we open or close the drapes. And so dust doesn't come cascading onto us and then we don't think about it. But they do collect dust just like a carpet would, just like a couch would. And so there's actually an attachment that is meant for upholstery. Um, and, and that attachment makes it so that your vacuum attachment doesn't just like suction right onto the cloth as you're using it. Uh, it, it diffuses some of that power away enough and it has little bristles on it so that you can still move your device up and down or however you're doing it so that you can get the job done. Inside drawers and cabinets. I especially like to do this um, before or after a move. And that sounds funny, but I have moved a lot. <laughs> so it actually does come up with a strange amount of frequency. Hopefully that's over now. But, um, you know, during your massive spring cleaning or what have you, or when you're deciding that something needs to be reorganized, it's a great time to break out that attachment and just everything away. You will be surprised at how many food crumbs end up in the cabinets you use for your clean dishes. It just happens, y'all. I can't explain it. It's, it's a miracle, but it happens. But you can remove it. And any, you know, anytime you're having the opportunity to move everything out of the way and stick that vacuum back there, you're going to do yourself some favors. Your refrigerator. We all know that our refrigerator gets gunky. And we all know that we, none of us clean it enough. I don't clean it enough. I hate cleaning the refrigerator. It's a pain in the butt because you got to move everything out 
and you got to wash everything. Then you got to make sure it's dry and then you can put everything back. And that means storing everything in coolers while you're doing it, right? Your vacuum can do a great job of trying to stay ahead of just how much fridge you have to clean, especially in those produce drawers where, you know, little bits of broccoli and such fall. Um, you can use your vacuum to get rid of all that without actually needing to remove the whole bucket and submerge it and clean it and yada yada. It's brilliant. I know. You're welcome. Your mattress and your pet beds. I actually do advocate for lugging your vacuum directly on top of your mattress and letting it rip. But you can also use your attachment if you are a little less aggressive than I am. That's fine. But you, you can and you should give your mattress a once-over with your vacuum and your pet beds. This will help so that you don't have to wash your pet bed as often, right? Um, you still should wash it. I'm not saying you do this and you'll never have to, but you can help it last a little bit longer by removing the hair. It's the oil on your pet's hair that makes it sticky and kind of stinky, uh, similar to your own hair, right? Your hair has oil. Um, and that's what makes it stick to places and, and all that. So if you actually can remove the hair, you also help the stinkiness not build up on that surface. Again, the upholstery attachment is the key there. And then also your couch. You probably already do this one where you remove the cushions and you, you know, take the vacuum attachment, get rid of all those crumbs. It builds up remarkably fast. And I totally get why some people are very strict about not eating in the living room, therefore preventing the crumbs from ever appearing. Um, but it's quite amazing just how much builds up around the couch and behind the couch. So don't forget to use your attachments to get into those nooks and crannies. And then this one is like one of my favorites, and that is your lint trap the lint trap for your dryer. Um, you probably already diligently remove your lint trap and wipe out the lint every time you put a load in the dryer. However, stuff builds up and falls in the in kind of the canister or their container where your lint trap sits. So you can bet that you can shove one of those <laughs> attachments down in there carefully. You don't want to dent anything and you don't want to get your attachment stuck in there. But go ahead and give it an extra once over to get rid of even more. And then this will also help your dryer work better. If you are noticing that your dryer just isn't doing its job like it used to, lint buildup could be a real thing. Um, it's also a fire hazard. I'm not trying to freak you out, but it's a thing. Uh, so really cleaning out not just the lint trap, but the space that the lint trap sits in is key. I also would recommend having your appliance service person show you or help you or do it for you um, to actually clean out the lint hose. And that's the hose that attaches your dryer to the vent that leads outdoors. That can actually build up too. However, that is one that I would advocate for at least the first time you do it, having some professional help because you could damage your machine or you could put it back on incorrectly and then have a little mini disaster on your hands. So keep that one in mind. And like I said, your vacuum can be used for more than just your floors and 
you should maximize how much you use it because let me tell you something, you paid for it or someone gifted it to you and they paid for it and you should be utilizing it to its fullest. That's it for today's episode on ways you can use your vacuum beyond just your floors. If you enjoyed today's content, please take a moment to subscribe and ensure you don't miss upcoming episodes where I will continue to share more tips and tricks to help manage this thing we call life. This has been Roxanne with Efficiency Rocks. I'll catch you in the next one.